with the Front Row Rugby Podcast. He's going to go all the way. Oh, he's magic, this fellow. Absolutely brilliant. No! Oh, no! Oh, that'll do me. Please tell me this isn't happening. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Front Row Rugby Podcast. Oh, I did a little pop there. And if you saw that. Hello and welcome. Anyway, uh, I haven't had my coffee yet. I was going to say, uh, are you excited? Or? No, it's, it must be just the, the, the morning yoga. Got me more up and about than usual. Shit, it was tough this morning. It's upside down for most of the class, tell you what. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm not the smallest of people, so getting upside down is not easy. <laughs> But anyway, welcome to the yoga podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How how long is unsafe upside down? I don't know. I yeah. Surely I'll have to ask the yeah. I'll have to ask the the class teacher that. I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, we're here to talk rugby, not yoga. Uh, round three across the weekend, and another pretty interesting round. Um, New Zealand was very wet, <laughs> which affected yes. the games over there. Uh, a couple of really close games. But something I did want to touch on first, and this has been dominating the storylines for rugby, especially super rugby, the future of this competition. Now, nobody knows anything <laughs> except <laughs> the people that I, were in that locked room in London. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure a couple of other people now know, like the broadcast high up, in the broadcasters, yes. I'm sure that they all know. At least three tiers above our pay grade, at least. At least three, <laughs> I would, yeah. Yeah. It's, at least three floors above us. It's an interesting one. How do you think this competition should be? Like, what to you is the ideal number of teams, and what's the perfect competition? Or is there such a thing? I don't know. Uh I think at the moment it is very hard to just go, all right, see you later to teams and just cut. It's Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously you have an easy one. You have three easy ones, other, which are the three newest teams. Yep. Right? Kings, Sunwolves, and Hagiwaras. Mm-hmm. Right? They're the three easiest to get rid of because they don't have that history, you know, all that sort of stuff. Well, straight away we can cross off the sun was from that list exactly because it's pretty clear that the, the future of the comp is is with Asia and, and yeah. that's where most and of the, the money is and the now. money exactly I, um, I understand that definitely and you can't get rid of the Haguares because they've pushed for so long yes. to get into this competition yeah. no definitely and it does make sense for them to be it, a part of the competition it does now my perfect in little quotation marks mm-hmm. solution for this whole thing is to split away from South Africa for the regular season mm-hmm and you have the five Australian teams, the five New Zealand teams, the Sunwolves, and the Pacific Nations team. Mm-hmm. Fiji first up, definitely. So there's a 12-team comp there. Mm-hmm. You then have a South Africa has their six teams plus Argentina mm-hmm. plus potentially a Georgia or someone else who would like to come in yeah, to sure. at least get that up to eight teams. Yep. And you have the top four from each if that's how you wanted to do it mm-hmm. or top three from each then play against each other in the finals interesting um, I just think you need to get a, the fact that an Australian side can go away for three three weeks mm. and you just don't see it because they're over in South Africa playing at two, three, four o'clock in the morning oh, yeah, you, don't you just see don't it. see them yeah. it's just it's wrong Hmm. The fact that you don't play everybody once, yeah, is that, an issue. And that's a huge and sticking point. That for a lot is of something that could come back in. Is that all right? We get it down to X amount of teams, fifteen, sixteen, whatever the, their number is, and you play everyone once. Yep, I would be happy with that because that's a fairer result that you can at least play everyone once. The fact now that teams heart like one whole conference doesn't get to play New Zealand. Oh, yeah, like that's and just that's an unfair advantage. You, you're guaranteed to make, you know high up in the finals oh yeah when you finish top of your pool there or your conference you're going to probably finish above an Australian team Mm. and you're more likely to finish above the second South African team who has to play New Zealand yeah 
So that that was unfair. that was a major flaw for me right from the start with this yeah. is that you don't play each other once and it's essentially a two year competition. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You to play be, some teams. Yeah. one year and then the next. Yeah, yeah. So it it, do, it doesn't seem right. And this happened with the Stormers. I think it was last year. They they mm. completely blitzed their side of the draw. Yeah, and then as soon as they come up against the New Zealand side, just they absolutely owned. Got hammered at home too. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Everyone has to play each other once. That's the only way the competition yeah. can truly work for me. Um, in terms of which sides to cut, well, mm. it has to be the Kings because that, that has just been a basket case right from the yeah. start. Yeah. I think if there was a, to be another South African side, it would have to be the Cheetahs. Yeah. yeah Even agree, though agree, yeah. they are very much like the force now, they're mm. starting to play with a lot more freedom and yeah. play a lot more attractive rugby. Just won the Curry Cup as well, which the Lions did yep. the year previous yep. and then yep. went on. And, and they've turned it so, around. Yeah. But people aren't turning up. That's it, exactly. Yeah. And that has to be part of the parameters mm. in, in, in looking at who do you take out? Yes. Yeah. Crowds. Money in terms of revenue, mm-hmm. which is where the Rebels will side will come into it, and I'll talk on that shortly. The revenue side, fans, style of footy, yeah, Kings and Cheetahs from South Africa, from Australia, and I yeah. don't want to see a team go. No, no, nobody does because like I've always been a fan of the Rebels. I've liked yeah. what they what they're about, yeah, and I like that they're trying so hard to yeah. crack a market that's that's ultimately impossible, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and the way that the force have turned things around, they they and, and and quite a few rugby heads that I've talked to, they they're convinced that they're playing the best rugby of the Australian teams at the moment. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. So they've got yeah. a young coach, a young yeah. forward thinking coach, you mm-hmm. know, who, who who wants to play great footy. He's got a good squad who yep. can play great footy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and but for a couple of mistakes, they probably should have beaten the Brumbies this week, which well, we'll touch yeah. on. Yeah. And the same against the Waratahs in round one. Yeah, yeah. Plus the the crowd support that the Force do have, even though they've they've battled for so long, that sea of blue has always turned up. Yeah. The Rebels, I think, have done it a little bit tougher. They're they're bringing in more people now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just think, in terms of thinking of their marketplace, the Force have more chance of succeeding in Perth. Yeah, definitely. Than the Rebels yeah. do in Melbourne, considering yeah. they got the Storm, who are very successful. You've yeah. got a and couple of A League teams. You got and then obviously they have. AFL. Yeah. Whereas out west, there's the Glory mm. and two AFL teams. Yeah, and maybe one or two league games travel out there. Exactly. Every year. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a novelty, really. Yeah, which that. is a novelty. Yeah. So, and I think the expat community in yeah. Perth as well. We'll turn up. We'll always turn up to watch rugby. And the time zone as well is a massive... Yeah. That, that is probably bonus. the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them, if there's a, you know, a little bit of a talk or a comparison being like, all right, which two, the time zone's a massive factor. Oh, it's huge because you could potentially have three games back-to-back. From that's it. Out of New Zealand at 5.30, East Coast 7.30, Perth 9.30. Yeah. So, uh, if, if a team had to go, I would... I would and I really hate saying this. I'd, mm. I'd have to put a line through the Rebels. Yeah. And they were the last team and to come And they are the newest in. team, yeah. They are the newest. So, but then do you implement a promotion relegation sort Much of like thing? like the Africans right? did? A bit like the Africans did. But then how do the Rebels play, continue to play? That's the, then the other question. Yeah. There is no second tier high-quality well, competition yeah, that they up can to standard. Play. You've got yes. the NRC. Yeah, but which, then... But then what? Do you, but then does that mean you? They're the only team that can make it in of the NRC. Like mm, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, they're, they're, if you base it on whoever wins the NRC goes through, or like you well, know, it's maybe spot, out of those then, two teams. Yeah, because every other club has it. Every other franchise there has its own sort of. They're, they're feeder clubs for other Super Rugby sides. Exactly. That's yeah. yeah, and that's that's problematic. Yes. because uh, I would like to see that. I wouldn't just like to see any club, and this is South Africa included. Mm. I wouldn't just like to... If they end up chopping one of each, mm. um, I would like to then see a potential promotion relegation thing sort of happen so that the club doesn't just fold so oh, later yeah, yeah, yeah. we're done. Yeah. It has to exist like, in you know. some capacity. Uh, look, it's, it's, there's no simple answer to this. But it's clear teams have to go. Oh, yeah. I think the ideal number is probably 15. Mm. 
because yeah. that that is a formula that works. Yeah. Then you've got fourteen regular rounds. Yeah. Um, and then what? Two three weeks of finals. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty straightforward. Everyone understands. Yeah. A couple of buyers as well. Yeah. Maybe there. one or two buyers in there. I think another thing that clubs would need to look at as well, and this is something that I heard off off Triple M, and that's there's been a bit of press about that now. Mm. Matty Johns and Mark Guy oh. was were just saying, one, they're completely right. Oh yeah. Oh, no 100%. competition has fallen off yeah. the face of the earth like Super no, Rugby has. Definitely. <laughs> and joking about this in the green room before kick and chase on Tuesday night, um, there were a couple of people floating about. Fitzy was was getting ready for the back page, and I just said to him, mate, you know. You know your code is in trouble when when the leagueies start talking about you. Yeah, yeah, and actually and, trying to help. and actually trying to yeah, help. which is rare. Yeah, absolutely. And but one of the things one of the things that one of their points, which I do totally agree with, they just have no idea who the teams are. Yes, they yeah, moved yeah, away yeah. from having place names. Yeah. So Natal right. Sharks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Blue Bulls or Pretoria Bulls. Yeah. yeah Transvaal. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense for me. Why? Why was that? not kept in the first place yeah I don't know you yeah. know Wellington Hurricanes Auckland yeah, Blues exactly not just the Blues the Blues yeah, yeah you definitely. need you need a place yeah you but need a place in your name even even if they stick with what they are now the Sharks the Blues the Hurricanes mm. you know the Waratahs whatever at least be like okay you know the New South Wales even like when we're promoting it or whatever at least be like okay the New South Wales Waratahs are playing the the Waikato Chiefs mm. and all saying like oh yeah so the Chiefs from Waikato are coming over you know to mm. play to play the Brumbies you know yeah. give the fans sort of that you know teach people where they're from mm. again unfortunately because yes that did drop off well yeah if, if they're trying to bring in new fans you know who mm. don't know the game we have to go through this process again exactly unfortunately yeah. Yeah. and with the introduction of the new teams of the Sunwolves, of the Haguares, oh, yeah, yeah. of even of the Kings, yeah. like you know, it's you want to know where they're from, exactly. And and trying to explain that to a non-rugby person is just you know, it's unnecessary, I think. So I I the worst thing that could possibly happen is nothing. Oh yeah, if they go yeah. through all this process yeah. and look, something's got to be wrong for everyone to be complaining. You know, Sansa kick themselves oh. in their own ass. Oh, yeah, and when they decided to go, let's expand, and then also wanted to expand even more. They straight off the bat, after bringing in mm. all the new teams to make it an eighteen team comp, they went, no, nah, we we want to go into into Europe or you know get these teams, and it's like, hold on, expansion isn't good with the product is not with the, working. If the product yeah. isn't working, or yeah. you know. You need to just consolidate. That's it. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a small product that's quality oh, and yeah. people want to tune into, I people want to watch. I've, I've always wanted that. Like, if, if you've got a good... And this is this is potentially a problem with broadcasters worldwide. If something's good, they just want to milk it. Exactly. For exactly. all it's worth. And But there's nothing wrong with leaving the fans wanting more. Exactly. That's it. And I don't want to start bagging other sports, but... The A League's expanded. They now play every. You play each other three times in a year. Mm. Too much. Absolutely, oh, it's, way it's too home much. Home and away. Right. Exactly. If you if you're gonna play everyone twice, then yes, it's home and away. You don't add an extra third league. Mm. The Big Bash is now going to expand mm-hmm. this year. That will also become just, you know, too much. Yeah. Pe- people get all excited about it because it's something new, something entertaining. But if you can just watch it, if you can watch. 10 games compared to 5 you're just going to be like oh well I might just miss this one because I can always catch one in another couple of weeks just get saturated and you just you kind of exactly yeah. you know that you know these are always going to come up these games are going to come up but if you just say like perfect example is the NFL mm-hmm. the NFL is a 16 week competition I think yep uh, like regular season yep so like 8 home games you have eight home games, mm. or maybe even less, maybe seven home games, yep. to watch your team. Yeah. And that's it. So that, that if they makes don't make people, the finals, that's we've it. We've got to get to this game. Exactly. It's like, well, hang on, I need to be there because there's only six other weeks that I can see them. Yeah. And that's not a problem. Yeah. And that's and what needs to happen. The same as, you know, this, same as every competition in Australia, 
for some reason has thought that they need to expand or they yeah. need to do this or no just simplify the draw simplify what happens mm. and who you play against yeah and things and, and will, this the is fans the, will come they will they will they'll turn up for their team they'll always turn up for their team and this is uh, something I think AFL does a little well as you know does pretty well also mm. is because they only play each other once I believe yeah it's not a true home and away set. And, and they've had this they've had this conversation before do they you know double the amount of rounds for home and away yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've always I, I, don't, I don't I can't speak obviously as a player but as a fan if you know you've only got one crack at a team yeah. with a home and away yeah. especially away we've got to win this one yeah, we're, exactly. we're not we're not going to see them till next year so we yeah. have to travel over there and win yeah that places more importance on the games Definitely. I've thought no, so no, no, I, I agree. you know Ultimately, I think with the with the number of teams as it as it was with fifteen, sixteen, yeah. play each other once. Yes, yeah, simple. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, get rid of the conferences and the, oh, yeah and the regions and all that, and yeah. just make it. You play everyone once, the top six. Yeah, and just move on. Go through. Yeah. Or the, to the top, like, whatever they want to do, however many they want in. Yeah. Obviously, they'll probably want eight because they want a couple of South African teams in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what? Why can't New Zealand have five teams make the finals? If they're the five best teams in the comp, they should be. They rewarded. should be rewarded. And they should be in there. Yeah. The, again, this comes back to the whole publicity thing. If a non-rugby person's looking at a, at a table, yes. Oh, yeah. And the total points isn't in order. If you've got, you know, because there a, a certain country's limited to X amount of spots. Yeah. If the fifth best New Zealand team has more points than another team and they can't get in that just does not make sense it's the perfect example right now yeah 100% the Brumbies are top of the Australian conference which means they have to be in the top four mm-hmm. so they sit fourth mm-hmm. but if the table was done just by points I think they're like 11th yeah that's that's sound about right it's very much mid table yeah. it's you know there you go straight away bang you want to look at the ladder and just be like alright yeah this that's where it is, this and this is this is who we're playing. Yeah. they it's, overcomplicated it, and now yeah. now they're they're, paying, they're for paying for it. Yeah. The other the other point I wanted to make on Sansa, and this was also raised on Kick and Chase, uh, NRL has an independent commission, AFL has an independent commission, mm. Sansa should have one. Sansa, in theory, should actually really only look after the the rugby championship. Yes, that yeah, should yeah, be yeah. the national unions, Definitely. and there should be a separate entity guiding Super Rugby. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then that, that would then eliminate teams or franchises just wanting to look after their own backyard, mm-hmm. which is understandable, oh, of definitely, course. Definitely. But they have to look after the interests of the competition. Yes, yes, and not you know have it have the the tentacles spread into several different pies. It just it just yeah, exactly. it's very messy, and I hope something changes. If we have to lose a couple of teams, so be it. Yeah, but this product is is too good to die. Oh, 100%. Can I do one last yeah, yeah, point sure. on Sansa? We will talk about rugby soon. Yes. This meeting. Who mm. are the four countries involved in Sansa? Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Argentina. Where mm. was the meeting held? London. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, does it? Business class flight to London, you know. There we go. Just wasting lunches. more money for no reason. Yeah. It could have been held a lot more locally. Exactly. Go to... A couple of the countries or whatever, go see a couple of the games, get a feel for it, see how it's all going, talk, and no, nah, let's just fly to London and have a meeting over there. Mm. Just yeah, it's a very poorly run organisation. It's a very rugby thing to do. <laughs> it's it just reeks of the old IRB kind of oh yeah draconian yeah. ways. Yeah, I hope something changes. I just yeah, I don't want to see this competition die. I'm too much of a rugby no. fan to see. Oh it. no, exactly. Being told to use it as Curbalo goes on a little skirmish. And a good kick too. Races on. And Tony Polu wins the race. Righto. Let's get into the action from round three. And we start with the Chiefs defeating the Hurricanes in a very wet oh. hammock. Look, New Zealand was just drenched. This this massive giant ball of wet. <laughs> Just sat on top of New Zealand and just well, unloaded. It is the land of the long white cloud. Yeah, but not, so, not, not the so land of the leaky well, white cloud. It, it's, it's just I cloudy. Think it was, I think it changed from white to very grey, oh. and it just and then just non-stop. water. I I saw so many videos on my in my social feeds. Just sinkholes were opening up in the middle of Auckland. <laughs> that just you know it should not yeah. have happened. Yeah, it was just horrendous That's weather. Terrible, and so, it, it ruined 
potentially oh, one of the did. greatest games yeah, it did. It did. of the season. Uh, so the Chiefs now undefeated seven straight against the Canes yeah. at home. Six wins and one draw. Uh, and they start the year three from three. Third time in the last four seasons. Mm. Chiefs never, never won four straight to start a year. Wow, there yeah. you go. And they're so, looking, they're looking really good at they the are. moment. And I, I can't see them. I, 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 they're playing the Rebels, so oh, let's yeah. just say they will win four straight for the first time in their competition's <laughs> history to start the season. <laughs> I think I know who you're going for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, where did the Canes fall over in this one? I think they were just trying to play too much dry weather football in the wet. In wet. Yeah. And we spoke about it last week. They've come off wins and matches against the Sunwolves and the Rebels. And the, whereas Absolute the Chiefs... Absolute floggings where the Chiefs have played yeah. New Zealand opposition. Yep. You can't... Like, they're a bit more battled-hardened. Yep, agreed. And, and, and it showed. It proved. Yeah. I just like the way the, the Chiefs... And, oh, and this is... Speaking as an Auckland fan, I was really annoyed by how well the Chiefs did. They just got right up in their faces and there was a lot of yeah. niggle. It yeah. was a lot of niggle. Like, Aaron Cruden... You know, when when he's having a chip yeah. at you, that, there's nothing more annoying yeah. than, a, than a small number 10 just, just yeah. barking away at you. And I think, like, Dane Cole's got frustrated and just, like, pushed one of them out of the way for, oh. like, for nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. He's standing there mouthing off. I think it was, like, Sam Kane just, like, pushed him out of the way for no reason. It's like, yeah. the rest of the turned around, it's like, mate, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you don't so, need to do that sort of stuff. There is a part of me that, that wants to see a team just shut them up. Yeah. But that, and you know... They must be doing something right. Oh, hundred percent, definitely. To to be three and three from three, all against mm. Kiwi opposition, mm. Mm. and they've set themselves up perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love love the way Tawara Kerbalo is playing at the moment. He's yeah. He's got both hands on that All Black jersey. If it was picked to be picked right now, I believe yes. But news just comes through that he's yes. going to La Rochelle. Is that is that how you yes, pronounce it? Yes, that, that that's correct. That, and, and so they're doing so very well that, at the moment. They're a good. Cl- they're a club on the rise. So does that hamper? Ham- well, like it's, it's t- come to the June series, I guess he is playing way better than Aaron Smith. And they don't really have another number nine as as such. I think there's there's a young fella Toma Tane who's yep, very yep. inexperienced because and, of the injury to Brad Webber. Yeah. So I think start, he's safe in, in terms of playing time for oh, the Chiefs. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I certainly hope that him having moving, you know, moving offshore doesn't affect his All Black chances. Yeah. Powell, and now Godwin straight to the line, slams it down, and Kyle Godwin. He's got his first try for his new team, the Brumbies, and he scores it against his old team. Brumbies 25, 417. So I started my tipping week very well. <laughs> and then it quickly went downhill straight after that. Uh, Brumbies become the first Australian team to win eight straight games against fellow Australian opposition. Tough game. Yeah. Force were, I think, a little unlucky. Yeah. They started red hot and just made too many mistakes in the end. They, they, they should have been a couple of tries up when inside first quarter of an hour. Yeah, definitely. But then heading into half time. You could easily have said that the Brumbies should have been True. had a bigger lead at halftime than what they did. Mm. Um, look, it was it was good that the Brumbies got their year off. Yeah, finally got a finally w. got got a W. But you know, the fourth have been unlucky in their yeah. two losses. Um, but you know what? Like even even with a bit of dry, like it was a beautiful day. It was perfect weather. Still. Just the Australian derbies just haven't hit the high notes yeah. that they that they should be. Yeah, agree, agree. Um, starting to really like the look of your number ten. Yeah, he was, Harder, Harder was he outstanding. Was amazing. Yeah, the past two weeks. I think round one. I don't know. Maybe just a little bit gun shy. Yeah. You know, not not really sure of himself. He the last two weeks starting to take the line on, the like running work. a lot more footwork. The side step. He, yeah. he he's basically yeah. leaving guys clutching at air. Yeah, and for someone who had an amazing year goal kicking last year yeah. in Southland, he really needs to pick that up. Sunk it up in that first. That up, was terrible. Yeah. But to his credit, he came back and yeah, you know, and his combination with Joe Powell as well. Yeah. Like I, Powell's not someone I, I never really rated, but mm. I can kind of see what Czech sees now. Yeah. He, he makes good decisions. He's got a very good pass. He's very quick yep. uh, around the ruck. That combination, the 9 and 10. Oh, that's huge. That's huge for the Brumbies. Yep. If they can continue building that, I think 
definitely. They'll be there or thereabouts. They yeah. might not win as many games, but they'll trouble teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and defensively as well, they're strong. That's it. And talking about like New Zealand number nines and Australian number nines, mm-hmm. like in that match, two young up-and-coming number nines who potentially have a big future in front of them, mm. Joe Powell and Ryan Lawrence. That mm. bloke has been amazing the opening three weeks of the competition. Yeah. He probably has the best pass yep. out of any half. He's, he's, he's certainly got the biggest guns. <laughs> yeah. well, oh. I can't, can't say I've really looked at him, to be perfectly <laughs> Mate, honest. You, you can't miss them, let's be honest. He, he, I, I, I think he needs to go a jersey size up. Just, you know. Nah, nah, nah. It's got to be tight. Away. It's got to be away. tight. Um, but yeah, he's it, like... And if you were picking on form, the Aussie number on nine... form, they're, they're the two. Yeah. And you'd probably go Lauren starting and, and Powell off the bench. Yeah, I agree. Fully agree. They're going to tap and go. Patrick Tilly for left and drops it. Drops it. And the Highlanders have won. Yeah, the next game. Jesus. This fair dinkum ruined my night. And probably the worst game of the rugby so far this year. Yeah, it wasn't great. Highlanders 16, beat the Blues 12 at Eden Park. It, it was practically underwater. Um, look, it just wasn't a good spectacle. Both sides, a lot of drop ball. And it was just so frustrating. The last 10 minutes, I was just I was oh. screaming at the telly. And I just, I deep down, I knew the Blues would screw it up. Yeah. And they did. What, what are they doing at the end? Why didn't they take a scrum? Like, I know that their scrum wasn't the greatest on the day. Set piece just wasn't functioning out. that night. They, they'd lost a couple of lineouts. Yeah. Uh, scrum wasn't doing all that well. Um, a but, lot of people were kind of making, you know, making a, lot, a big deal out of taking the points. So, the, yeah, the last, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last, the last half hour, yeah, yeah. They were essentially camped inside the Highlanders' territory, kept winning penalties. Once or twice they went to the sideline and, and yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever, and just didn't gain, regain possession. Yeah. So I think it was about 15, 15 out, 15 minutes out from full time, yep. they decided to take the three points. Yep, to get them within one. One, that's right. Yep. So Ihaya West nails a conversion. Yep. Then off the kickoff, they concede a penalty, which was just stupid. And again, I was screaming at the telly. But I agreed with Richard Turner on the night when they took that penalty to get them within one. Yeah. Right call. Next job, win the kickoff, get back get in back their territory and exactly. keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Because then, then you only need one more penalty and you've got the lead. Exactly. So, and look, Chris Ratchu has, yeah, he was quick. He was quick off the mark. Lost faith in Tana Umanga, the Blues, just blah, blah, blah. I agree to an extent, but it's two games in in the worst possible weather. It's, yeah. But then, to be fair, there was a lot, like, he hooked E higher. Yeah. And this week coming up, he's been dropped to the bench. Yep. Which is a right call. Guys who aren't performing. There's not much you can do about that during the game. Oh, yeah. Right? Once they're out there, they're Once they're out there, out there that's, that's them. Yeah. All right? So, it it's all... Tana's job now is to what happens in the week leading up, mm. this week leading up to the next match. Mm. And he's made some decisions with, with the lineup, dropping Ehi for this week. Yep, and he's kept um, the Kira on the bench as well. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a little bit of a back row change as well. I think um, Jimmy Tupo... Shuffles into the sixth jersey. Uh, I think that was right. Um, so you know, and that, and that's it. That's a big thing for him now. Going forward, is what he can do this week to, you know, adjust their mindset and get the get, get the team, the team right. right. Yeah, agree. Um, so a couple of quick stats. Uh, Highlanders now have won seven of their past ten against the Blues. First win of the season for the Highlanders. That's. Mm. You know, that's that's actually quite big context mm, of this season. Definitely. They needed to win this one. And the Blues kept trialists for the first time since the opening round 2015. All the pressure on Mitchell Hunt. He moves in, 15 in from touch, and it's a good strike. It's over! They have done it again! Another heartbreaking one. And this ruined my tipping again. Reds 20, Crusaders 22 on the buzzer. How do they lose that? They should How not have lost this one. That? Up 17 nil. Yeah. How do you lose that? Well, it's... The, threw this around with the boys upstairs during the week. Is it this policy of hooking their experience? So they start with the likes yeah. of, you know, George Smith, Stephen mm. Moore, etc. Um, and then pull them off after 60, you know, substitutions. Yeah, yeah. 
does that affect or it, or shouldn't it? Well, it shouldn't when you've still got guys like Higginbotham, Cooper, yeah. Karevi, Carmichael Hunt. Yeah. Like you've still got and even Rob Simmons and Kane Douglas came on off the bench. There's six guys there that have all mm. a wallaby capped. Except for Carmichael, mm. and have but have a wealth of experience. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I, I don't buy into that philosophy that the reason why they lost was because of the lack of experience. Mm. Right? They didn't execute the gameplay. And after the game, Nick Styles straight away in the interview goes, "I don't know what we were doing. We should have kicked it down the other end mm. and defended and let them go eighty meters." Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like it's too. I think they were trying to run down the clock from like four minutes out. Is that kind of mindset is that down to the players or the coach it's got to be the players at the time yeah what had worked up until that point was it, them attacking exactly and then they just reverted and tried to defend the lead I don't think Quade Cooper touched that ball in the last five, four or five minutes yeah yeah like he's the leader he's the guy there he's at 10 he, should be the, he needs the to be directing yeah. telling him what absolutely to go. he's got to be like alright I want like Tuttle bang I want the ball let's get out of here let's get the other end let's defend Mm. Or whatever. Or keep playing. Don't just, you know, keep it in tight. Australian mm. teams can't do that. No, no, no. They, they, yeah. I don't understand why teams kind of revert back to tight. It's just, yeah. keep doing what you were doing. It was exactly. working for you in the first exactly. place. I get if there's like a minute left on the clock, mm. then you can run it down. Yeah, Not yeah. Not when there's two, three, four minutes. That's, that's, that's so silly. tough to do. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you know that the refs are going to be watching that. They're going to be watching that breakdown mm. because they know you're trying to kill the clock. Yeah. So they're going to pull you up on it. I. The only way a team can do that, run down a clock, is if, is if you know you're in absolute control. And yes. I, can, I can speak from personal experience. <laughs> Harking back to my first 11 days, uh, St. Peter's College, Auckland, shout out. Um we were playing a game against Lister College. We were comfortably winning 2-0. We were just not in trouble. We shut down the game the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, literally just sat in the corner, one throw-in after throw-in after throw-in after free kick, and just kept it in the corner. I think... I'd so- never seen anything like that done or been yeah, a part of like but that. but I think soccer's but- a lot easier to do, I feel. In a it's way. It's a lot easier. In a way, yes. But... <sighs> you give away a free kick, someone's not going to score points on you. Like no, from, 40, that, from 40 metres. Yeah, yeah, true. True, in a way, yes. But my point, you know, we were just in control completely. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, just, yeah. we were yeah. confident. There was no way the other side was going to get the ball off yeah. us. And we just we just basically sat yeah. in one corner of the field for the last 10 minutes. And the other thing on that too is, if you haven't trained for that, yeah, then yeah. you're not prepared for it, then why do it? Yeah. Just keep doing what was working. Exactly. Yeah. So, Crusaders extend their winning streak to the Reds, uh, now six, uh, since 2011. Mm. Um, Crusaders have won three straight to start the season. Slow starters anymore. No. <laughs> What's that? First time since they last won the comp in 08? 2008, yes. Uh, it's their equal, they've equaled their club record of eight straight wins against an Australian team. And the first team since 2007 to win consecutive matches after trailing by 17 points or more. Mm. The, the new the comeback, comeback kings. kings yeah absolutely and actually speaking of St. Peter's Bryn Hall scored a double yeah he did there you go he, he was good off the bench too captain of the first 15 yeah it's my boy <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play for Auckland anymore no and I still got a problem with that but uh, yeah anyway well, lovely pass over the top Dylan Lates well, great play by the right winger he's got it back himself yeah. he's done it it's a brilliant drive to the Stormers Stormers 41, Kings 10. This was pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. Um, Robbie Fleck afterwards was... Uh, he was kind of happy with how the team went. Maybe tried to force it a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But still comfortable, I think. Uh, biggest biggest margin, 31 points since 20, uh, 2014. And speaking of winning their first three, the Stormers have done the same. Second time in the past three years. Mm. They yeah, look they, pretty good out of Africa. And they are. A, they tend to start really well. Mm. Um, but you know, as we spoke about it sort of earlier, when you get to play these weaker oppositions, mm. your you know your form is going to look a bit better. Now Hegarty, that's a clever little chip in behind. Hammers missed it. Oh, for now hasn't, and that is the Waratahs on the board. 
Sharks 37, Waratahs 14. This was disappointing. I didn't tip this one either. Um, it's the third straight time they've won in Durban. Mm. This fixture, uh, Waratahs have lost back-to-back matches in the Republic for the first time since 13. And it's their biggest loss as well since that same year. Where What happened? Um, it's just the same the past couple of weeks. They're, I think they're really struggling for depth at the yeah. moment. Like They have a couple of key injuries. Having no folly, they're huge. Mm. Um, but, you know, just their defense, mm. just making silly errors. Yeah, like, and, and look, they just... got punished with their mistakes. Like a couple of intercepts. Yeah, tries, exactly, exactly. Tries. They were, yeah. Yeah, a couple of like, you know, 50 odd mm. meter runaway sort of tries. But still, you know, you don't make those errors, that doesn't happen. Yeah, obviously, he doesn't score. So. Yeah. And, and still without Will Skelton, which he does yeah. provide impact in the way he started the season, you know. Yeah. They, they missed him foley as well. Definitely. Um, I did like the way how Izzy kind of stepped up. Yes. Uh, yes. The Izzy had one of his best. The team said Izzy told them. I want to get the hand, I want to get on the ball more. Yeah. Um, which he did. Scored yeah. a couple of really good tries. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, does the thirteen experiment change now? I don't think so. I, I don't think, and I know there's been a lot of talk about. Gibson has even said, you know, there could be potential changes to the twelve, thirteen. I don't think that you can judge the Waratahs back line on the opening three matches mm. with Bryce Hegarty at ten. Yeah, I think yeah. Wait, wait till they get their best like, lineup out. There. Especially someone like Ira Simone. If oh, he yeah, gets look. dropped because Bryce Hegarty's inside of him, mm. that's that's unfair. I believe yeah. he needs to play with Bernard Foley. Yeah, he needs to get that game time and that combination together. And it's and the same for goes, Israel as well. He needs Foley that's there. Exactly. I think once they've got a much more settled team, we'll, yeah. s- we'll see the best uh, to come out of them. Still ball for Matt. Matt finds Mohodja, and it opens up. Good try to Mohodja, but Matt. What a pass. This one was a bit of a surprise. Cheetahs 38, only just beating the, st- <laughs> uh, the Sunwolves 31. It's yeah. a good start for the Cheetahs, two from two. Yeah. Um, massive improvement from the Sunwolves across the first three weeks. Yes. What? Were the, were the Cheetahs just guilty of underestimating? Look, I think it's just... I think it's one of those games where you sort of knew going into it, it was going to just be open. Mm. And it was just... You know, mm. points were going to be scored, whatever. I think, I think the Sun will scored a few tries late to sort of get it, yeah, sort of close it to in within a few. But look, I, I doubt the Cheetahs were ever in trouble. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would say if they needed to, they could have produced a couple more tries. If yeah, they true. To. Uh, and Ed Quirk in his post match interview was was pretty blunt. You know, it's all about making small small strides. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. so they're not they're not I don't know they're not expecting to win games. Yeah, I think they're just looking for improvements week oh, on week. And that's a massive improvement from the yeah absolutely. from last year's result when the Cheetahs put ninety six on them. Mm. So mm. you know that's that's huge improvement. Um, and uh, double to Kinky Fukuoka. Yeah, he scored a pretty good try. His first one I liked off the line out. Oh yeah, that was Set good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah Miley with a nice little yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, running rings around the lines when my the man Moyanu was going Petranu, then Sanchez gets over. In the last game of the round, again, hurt my tipping. Jaguares 36, Lions 24. Uh, the Lions went in with a weakened team yeah. again. Johan Ackerman, what are you doing? You're killing me, mate. Um, you got to know these things before you tip. Oh, mate, have you got them on speed dial or something? Seriously, uh, Warren Whiteley scored a double. Although, in, look, in saying that, I did I did manage to get something out of it. I, I, I backed the first try scorer. They're nice. First, first bet that's come through this season. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I've, I've spent a bit of money on that. <laughs> Gamble responsibly, by the way. Um, I was impressed with the Jags. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. They're they, starting, they played really well. Yeah, they're definitely starting to work as a team and get together. Yeah. And, you know their back row, like I think we speak about nearly every week. Their back row, oh, of, it's yeah, of lasagna, lasagna and Matera <laughs> are just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, um, discipline once again. This is just well, common thing. Yeah, this an example I found over the weekend, which we looked at with Rod Kafer on kick and mm. chase. Nico Sanchez. Oh, he's just an idiot. That like, is how this was yeah. not a card on the day was beyond me. 
I don't know. Like I don't know what he's thinking most of the time. So he goes for a chip chase. Um, it clearly he's not going to regather the ball because it's in the arms of the the covering lines winger. Yeah, who's it's, sort of sort of up like leg yeah, sort yeah, of up. Yeah. But it wasn't a massive bomb. It was just kind of no, a little chip over the top. Yeah. Lions wing has caught it. Nico Sanchez has jumped into him knee first and essentially broken his nose. And he's looked at the end on camera. Oh, he's not looking at sight, the ball. Goes from the ball straight down to the player, and that's it. That's his target. Yeah. But you know what? This is the thing that really shits me about Nicolas Sanchez. Mm. The bloke has a record of faking mm. or diving to get penalties to get guys sim binned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he goes out and does something stupid like that. If that was him on the other end, he'd probably be on the ground still, mm. whinging and complaining. <laughs> if you know, a week later, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I know. Yeah. He didn't get simbin, so he probably would have jumped up and if that was him, jumped up and been like, "Well, you got a simbin." Like he's been got a week suspension, good, and he just needs to fix up his game. I, the whole Argentina, yeah. like it's everyone the over there, yeah, they just yeah. need to cut this crap out just and play just footy. just play because they're good. Yeah. And we've said it, it's going to cost them in big matches. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Look, uh, and I saw that the the press release about his suspension come out and, you know, the, the typical jargon. And um, because of his exemplary record and early guilty plea, and I'm like, this isn't... What? Yeah, there's another problem with Sansa, the judiciary system. Oh, yeah. That's an absolute yeah. joke. But look, a promising start for the Jags, I think. Just if they can, yes. like we say, cut yep. the crap out. Just concentrate on playing good footy. Yeah, definitely. They'll win a lot more games oh, than they'll lose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They should figure in the finals this year. And just quickly, before we get into our tipping for round four, another round of Six Nations done and dusted. The winner. Yes, un- unfortunately. Yes, definitely, um, unfortunately. But Wales defeated Ireland 22 points to nine. That was a cracking game of footy. I... I Recorded that, got up and watched it um, with my avocado on toast. You know, just morning footy. Jeez, how much do you get paid? Mate, avocados are cheap. You just got to know where to find them. Okay, fair call. Uh, no, but I I, I kind of started with it on in the background while I was doing yeah. other stuff. And then I ended up just sitting on the end of my couch watching the game. It was that engrossing. And Wales turned up. Yeah, I... I how do you read form? Oh, you, I'm, like you just lost, can't. I'm lost for words. Like George George North is currently the best winger in the world based on that game. Yeah, like oh, yeah, I don't I don't understand it. But credit to Wales, they won a really engrossing game. Yeah. Ireland feel very disappointed for them. Yeah, um, it, it now that's it. Like they had a chance this week coming up yeah. to potentially win the Six Nations. Yeah, and that yeah. obviously I don't know how that wasn't motivation motivation enough. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. Um, France defeated Italy, although the Italians did start quite well. Uh, this turned into a bit of a shellacking. 40 points to 18, their fifth match in a row against the Azzurri. Uh, and four of their past five have been won by 22 or more. But the big game from that round of Six Nations, England against Scotland. Thankfully, I didn't include that in my tips because I got that one wrong too. Massively wrong. 61 to 21. Yeah, that scoreline. I, I actually couldn't believe it when I woke up. I, yeah, England win. Yeah, like you would predict yeah, that. But sixty. But that is huge. Scotland have been looking good. That's this this week beside the Italy result, mm. the other two matches, like form just went out the window. Oh uh, yeah. Wales were looking terrible. Ireland were looking good. Wales beat them. Mm. Scotland were looking good. England obviously are the you know, have now equaled the tier A record. Mm. So you know that their form is amazing. But Scotland, there's no way they should have got beat by 40. No, nah, no way. Not not that side. No way. Um, so England have won the Six Nations for a second straight year. The first team to, to do so since 2000-2001. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, the 40-point margin was the equal largest in that fixture. And they can become the first nation to complete the Grand Slam in consecutive years. In the Six Nations. In the Six Nations if they beat Ireland. Yes. Come on, Ireland. Oh, come on, Ireland. But what? Ireland yeah. Ireland ended the the All Black oh, streak. Yeah, they're, they're they're the streak breakers. Absolutely. So let's hope they can do it. Yeah, agree. For the sake of that record, I just don't want to lose to England. I don't want to lose anything to England. Yeah, I just want them to um if they do beat New Zealand mm. and they happen to win a couple of their however many their three tests in June, mm. I just want them to play Cyprus. <laughs> 
at 22. When they get to 22, they should have to play Cyprus to to become yeah the the greatest the actual, yeah the best team ever winning streak yeah. team ever. If you know anyone with the uh, Cyprus RFU, the head, you know, the CEO, yeah. if anyone's got his number, call him. Tell him to challenge Eddie Jones. <laughs> Eddie Jones doesn't back away from a challenge. No, certainly not. Uh, so let's move on to round four tips this week. Interesting games. Be keen to get your thoughts on these. Starting on Friday, 5.30, Crusaders against the Blues. Another New Zealand derby. Let's hope it's not raining. And I, let's I hope think, it's better yeah. quality than the Blues produced on oh, the weekend. Jesus, they can't play that badly again. <laughs> um, Surely. But, you know what, like, yeah. Crusaders at home have started the year amazingly well. I, you can't tip against them. Well, I can't tip against <laughs> well, them. Well, I did. Because I'm not a Blues <laughs> supporter. No, it's this is just... And I'm not betting with my heart here. This is just, to me, the stupid logic. This is a game that the Blues will probably win after the oh, way yeah. that they've played. And they do kind of like going down to Christchurch and sticking it up. And well, to be fair... Carlos Spencer back in the day. To be fair, it's been a long time since they've won oh, yeah, well, yeah. a New Zealand derby away from home. Yeah, yeah. Their record is atrocious. Yeah, it is. So I'm I can't see that changing. I'm still going, Blues. Yeah. I'm happy for you to do that. <laughs> And you are leading the tips, by the way. You've got 17 out of 26 on one back. So, yep. It's only early days. Fist pump away, son. I'm coming for you. Uh, after that one on Friday at about quarter to eight, Rebels host the Chiefs. Rebels back in action, probably champing at the bit to get out there after the start that they've had. You'd hope so. You, you would expect them to come out all guns blazing and the first well, 15, need, 20 minutes. They need to just... For the sake of the their future, on. They, they if, if they're... Up to date with what's going on. If they're hearing the press, they've got to. They've just got to fire up. What does it do to the mindset? What happens if the future's already decided? What happens if they know before this match or next week's match or whatever? If they know that they're yeah they're gone. This, they're probably this, just playing for futures there. Like personally, this season could get really bad for them. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, it's already started bad. Yeah, but this could just deteriorate massively. Yeah, yeah. If the players don't, I don't know. Yeah. If they just go, well, well, we're done. Mm. Just throw our hands up. Based on form, I'm, I'm going oh, Chiefs. You can't, yeah, you can't not tip the Chiefs here. And then a Saturday morning game out of Loftus. Mm. The Bulls host the Sunwolves. The Bulls? Surely not. The, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, Surely the Bulls, not. The Bulls haven't been great and are coming off a buy as the Rebels are. But um, <laughs> And they're your conference winners, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, they have to beat. <laughs> They have to beat the Sunwolves. So you're going Bulls? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Bulls as well. I just, I, it, it, it can't happen, surely. I mean, the Sunwolves have improved, but... Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't mind if it happened. It'd be pretty funny. <laughs> it'd be funny, but it would just, yeah, again, I've lost so many tips already. I just, you know, yeah, want to keep my percentage up. Uh, and then later on that day, 5.30 on Saturday at a Westpac Stadium, the Hurricanes against the Highlanders. Mm. Bounce back game. For the Canes, who will be filthy yes. after they lost to the Chiefs and the Highlanders, now that they're on the board, does that free them up a bit more? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Obviously, a bit of pressure mm. comes off of them. Yeah. Um, they're still not looking great. No. Uh, in in know, terms of playing football, I think the Canes are still doing a bit oh, better. definitely. If I think no matter what, actually, whatever the conditions are, I think if it's wet, the Hurricanes will adjust after playing in the wet. Um, and if it's dry, I think that they could have a field day out there. So, Canes? Yes. Agreed. And then the big Aussie W on Saturday night, the Waratahs hosting the Brumbies. Uh, I, I think the Tars will be happy to be home. Brumbies will have a bit of confidence. I just think the Tars need to win this. Yeah, they do. But... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just like you with the Blues, I'm gonna tip my boys. Of course. Um, Waratahs have had an early trip to South Africa. Yep. Didn't have a successful tour. Yep. Now come back. Brumbies had got their first win of the year. Have a bit more confidence. I just think that, you know, they will just be a little bit too good. Mm, um, for for the Waratahs, and I, hopefully they will be. And a triple header to finish things off, starting at 2 a.m., Lions against the Reds. 
Mm. This could be an absolute cracking match. Yeah, absolutely. This could be huge. Um, I'm which still I going Lions, though. Oh, yeah, same. I Just based on purely on form and what... You know, the Reds have shown... This is a really tough period for the Reds coming up. Yeah, absolutely. They just lost to the Crusaders. Um, they got the Lions... They're obviously in South Africa now with the Lions. Mm. And they travel to... they got like Huguarez coming up, mm. um, if not next week, the week after. Yeah, no, week five they're in, they're in uh, Buenos Aires. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's really tough for them. Then they're back at home against the Hurricanes. That's a lot of travel. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the next the next three weeks are massive for them. From Durban at 4.30, Sharks hosting the Kings. Sharks, surely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's pretty easy. And yeah, then the last definitely. game, uh, 6.30, or 6.40 rather, Sunday morning, the Hagwaters against the Cheetahs. I'm taking a leaf out of your book here. I'm going the Jags. Oh. Home form. Okay. I was hoping you'd go Cheetahs. No, no, no. No, I'm going to go Hagwaters as well. They they look too good, especially at home. Yeah, um, I agree. I can't I can't see the cheaters like and this could be another one. And I can't believe the start of the year has been the South African teams are scoring mm. plenty of points. The games are entertaining. Yeah. I don't know whether they coming into this year did get a little tap on the shoulder from whoever. Maybe if it's, you know, the like Springboks mm. or if it's, you know, S R S A R U sort of said, Come on guys. You know, finger. <laughs> we need to we need to have yeah. a better product here. We can't just keep kicking. Yeah, we need to show some entertaining rugby. Yeah, um, and they're doing it. It's it's been really refreshing to wake up in the morning, see the scores, watch the watch the replays of the games or whatever, mm. and just be like, wow, these guys are actually playing football. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, so I'm going to go with the Huggywares. Yep, and I, yeah, I agree. I just hope it's a bit of a shootout. Yeah, I think it you will. Know, bacon think... and egg roll, bit of coffee. Yeah, definitely. Just watch tries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty, plenty more work for you. Oh, God, yeah. Cutting highlights. Anyway, um, that's extra time on Monday nights, by the way, Fox Sports 1. Um, no, thank you for that, mate. You you gave me the plug. <laughs> That'll just about just do us. Roll we... it up. Absolutely. Out of the park. Um, we covered a fair bit of ground there today. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about, especially with the Sansa committee ruling and all that sort of nonsense. But... Uh, Nate, thanks for coming in once more. No worries. And You're thank welcome. you for listening. You can catch us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and Stitcher. If you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at TFR underscore podcast. We will see you next week. Bye.